Summer may be easy and breezy and relaxing for some, but for others, it can be routine as normal and busy and hectic and relentless with family coming into town, vacations, work not letting up, kids out of school, and so on. And I've noticed that when busyness comes into my life, it can cause me to not be so present with my family, with my people, and also it tempts me to forget to prioritize Jesus. So this may surprise you, but something mega practical that I have been doing in my life is automating and making something like a household task that I have to do all the time, no matter the season, so much simpler. And for us, that has been Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online grocery store that restricts 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and only sells the best and yummiest quality because they care about you. Ordering on their easy app and getting things delivered to my literal doorstep in days is a huge stress reliever and it saves me time so I don't have to give up my other precious time or energy this summer. This last order we received a few days ago, we got the Simply Protein Cookies and Cream Bars and it is literally the yummiest protein bar I've ever tried. Hunter's even trying to steal some of them. We even saved $20 on last week's order. And hey, if you're still not convinced, they have a price match guarantee. I mean, say less, right? So this summer, save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truth talks and get 30% off your first order. Plus you get a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. You're listening to Truth Talks with Tara. The purpose of this podcast is to help you know, love, and live God's word. My name is Tara, and I'm your host slash new best friend. Each week, we'll dive into the depths of scripture together. We'll answer questions that we all have as believers, have hard but good conversations, unpack passages in the Bible, and have deep, encouraging conversations with some amazing guests. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to grow your love and knowledge of his word so that you can live for him more. Are you ready, friend? Let's get into it. Friends, this episode is pretty monumental, if I do say so myself. And the reason why is because we have two guests on the show. There is three of us on this conversation. I have my amazing friends, Michelle and Summer, business partners and best friends from the amazing ministry called She Works His Way. They recently came out with their own book called She Works His Way, a practical guide for doing what matters most in a get things done world. This book and their ministry really in general stands to disciple working women and just to build up the body of Christ. And so today in this episode, I want you to lean in if any of this sounds like something you need to hear. We talk about redefining success. Honestly, the world says success is social media following, better accolades, more money, all these things, but we're redefining it together from God's word, from God's standpoint. We're also talking about how to be humble, how to be obedient and not give into pride when we are successful, when we do find success, whether that be in the workplace or in our homes. And we also talk about how to fight the feelings of just feeling like you have to keep up with everyone in the world and how to find purpose and value in where God has you right now. So if this sounds like something you need, friend, I'd encourage you to lean in and keep listening. Michelle and Summer are such a joy and I love this episode. So let's just get into it. It's that good. Hello, hello, and good morning. It is 
currently 8 a.m. when I'm recording this, but maybe not when you're listening to it. But I am jazzed about this morning because I have my sweet friends, Michelle and Summer, on the show. They are the founders and the dynamic duo. (laughs) Very much like describe that phrase, dynamic duo, by the way. Um, (laughs) They're on the show this morning with me. Michelle, Summer, thank you for being here. I am really, really looking forward to this. I have been and what we're going to talk about. But before we get into all that, I would love for you to share, both of you guys share a little bit about who you are, what you do, She Works His Way, all of the things, um, just so we can get to know you a little more. Sweet. Awesome. Okay. I'll go first. I'm Summer. Um, I have two girls. They are 19 and 21. My husband and I have been married for almost 23 years. We live in Annapolis, Maryland. I know. Mm, So sweet. (laughs) We are empty nesters like just recently. So this is, this is a title we have never had. And y'all that are wondering if it is going to be good or if you're terrified of it, it's good. It's all good. (laughs) Don't worry. Okay. (laughs) Um, My husband is a pastor at South Shore Church here in Annapolis, Maryland. And um, I am, I've been told I'm obsessed with the local church and I am. I am. They're right. I love discipleship. I love the local church and I love She Works His Way because Mm -hmm. one of the things that we do there that is primary for us Mm -hmm. is to stir each other up and to strengthen the churches. So I'm just super grateful for the way God has just brought all of the callings in my life together and just made them exactly what they need to be for the individual that he made me to be. And I'm, I'm super excited about it, but yeah, that's me. I love it. And I'm Michelle and I live in Asheville, North Carolina. My husband, James is also a pastor here Mm -hmm. at Biltmore church. And we have three kids who are 10, eight, and five, two mm-hmm. boys and a girl. So I am nowhere near the empty nester phase. Um, <laughs> but uh, we are in, we're just in the thick of it. And honestly, I think I was terrified of my kids getting older just because when they're little, it's so sweet. So I think I would encourage people that are just of wondering, am I going to miss the baby season? Mm. Watching your kids grow into people and to see their personalities, to see the Lord start to stir things in them. So my boys have both accepted Christ and to see some of the things that the Holy Spirit reveals to them and to Mm. hear that in them, like there is nothing like it. So I just need you to know, I know that there is something precious about holding a little baby who needs you every single second, but I think parenting only gets more fun. And I think what Summer said only proves that even the part of parenting that I haven't experienced yet that continues to happen. Mm-hmm. I see that in her relationship with her mm-hmm. adult girls. So um, she's right. She's right. It does get more fun. That's a good way to, we need to rebrand parenting. It just yes. gets better. That's it awesome. Really it does. <laughs> it does. It does. Um, so she works his way. We, I don't, it did not start as a ministry with a logo. It started as four friends on Google Hangout who felt what we call this tension. We felt this tension between the things that we were being told in the work world, the things Mm -hmm. that we were reading in personal development, and then hearing the truth in God's word and trying to figure out like, okay, wait, 
what, what these things don't match. How mm -hmm. am I, how do I live for Christ in the work world? And how do I make sure that what is most important stays ultimate in my life? Even mm. though there may be other things that God asked me to do that are important. Like how does what is ultimate stay ultimate in the mix of this, in a world that wants you to think that everything is ultimate and everything is urgent. Like right. what does it look like to actually live and walk in that? And that those were the conversations that we were having on Google Hangout at 5 a.m. once a week uh, about 10 years ago. Wow. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And over time, we just felt this call to invite more women into the conversation. We always say that th the girls bullied me into starting an Instagram account. And that's, <laughs> that's mostly true. I mean, it's mostly true. Um, but honestly, every step that we've taken at She Works His Way, whether it be having the network, which is our membership site, or a conference, which happens twice a year now. We've gone mm -hmm. to a, a twice a year conference that we've got one happening in Annapolis in a couple of months, and then we're going to be in Atlanta in the fall. Um, but any, the books, anything that we've ever done has just simply been like, okay, who are the women that God has gathered here? Let's listen mm -hmm. to them. Let's find out what they need. And then let's do our very best to see if we can meet that need. And so it's never been a, a strategy. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think that more than anything, what Summer and I would tell you is we feel very called to encourage a certain a, a woman. Like we, we mm -hmm. feel very uncalled to, to encourage her. And I think that that woman will always exist. And so rather than saying in 10 years, we want to be doing this, I think we can say, man, 10 years from now, we still want to be serving this mission. Mm, that's beautiful, you guys. And I love getting to hear more about how it started um, and you guys newest book, spoiler, y'all listening, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, but in the book, it was really sweet just to hear your guys's, um, just your stories and your testimonies mm. and just um, your different careers that you've had over the years, which I think probably influenced a lot of what you guys are doing now. But mm. I, I know, like you said, Michelle, that you and Summer are talking to a specific woman, but I was just really thinking, I have talked to a lot of my friends about this book and we're all kind of, I mean, we share similar um, characteristics or maybe a few similar things in our lives, but we're all super different. And I think that's mm. the really awesome thing about what you guys are doing, what God is doing is because we can talk to all different kinds of women, but who share like the same need, which sounds mm -hmm. super vague right now, but we're going to get into it. But I love, love your guys' stories. So similar, but so different. Um, <laughs> I, I love the encouragement on parenthood, by the way. Um, <laughs> my husband and I are inviting our first little baby into the world and like, oh my gosh, if he comes on his due date in like six weeks, which is freaking oh, me out. So <laughs> Congratulations. I know. Oh, thanks. It's literally so crazy to say that. I think tomorrow will be six weeks um, oh, but when my we're recording this. Um, but Man, I feel all the things because it's already flying. And so to realize that, yeah, like it's going to fly, but just to enjoy it and yes. to rebrand that parenthood, I love it because I think there's so much like, you know, people say all the just you wait things in the negative way, but I love how you guys are like, just you wait, like it gets better. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 For sure. That is so, so exciting. Well, 
as we transition, um, we could go on and on and on, but um, I love getting to ask my friends on the show what they're loving. Like, it's kind of like an Oprah moment where we just talk about like our favorite things, um, which I think is fun. I could do a whole episode on this, but Summer, would you kick us off? Do you have something fun that you're loving? It can literally be the most random thing, but we want to know it. (laughs) Okay. It it is kind of random because it's not a product. It's like it's something that I have told so many people over the last few months um, mm-hmm. with the world the way it is. Curate your social media playlist. Mm. We we make we create playlists on Spotify. We create playlists on Apple Music. Like yeah. when we are in a certain mood, we'll play this music or that music. And we forget to do that with our social media. And so this is your reminder that you have the option. You can spend like 30 minutes looking through what's happening on social media and create, curate um a group of follow- people to follow that mm-hmm. actually like pump you up. So if you open mine, you're going to see Chanel, Vogue, all the designers because I love, love fashion it. and I love design. Love then you'll see interior design, which I also love, Planet of Interior, all of those. That It's absolutely incredible. Then you're going to see all the artists I love. So music is going to be there. Then you're going to be see hilarious things. Jimmy Fallon, all of those things. <laughs> yes. Right? But those are the things that that come up. And sometimes we feel like we can't do that because we're like, oh, gosh, but I got to keep up with my friends. Yeah. Well, this is – I just was telling – we were talking about this on the last podcast. I was just explaining – if I need to know what's going on in Michelle's life, I'm going to call her. I don't need to see her right. Instagram story. Right? Well, so, yeah. Yeah. It's true. So I make social media what it needs to be because we're all way too informed and we're all way mm. too stressed out. So make it beautiful. Make it inspiring. Ooh, you Like I'm giving it. you permission. Yes. And you know, sometimes we need that permission. So thank you. Yeah, I actually yeah. was feeling that the other way. <laughs> the other day, I actually – I usually go through my Instagram like once a month and I just unfollow people and I – it feels yeah. bad, but it's like really good, you know. <laughs> it I mean, is, and there's the option. Like, if you're like, "Oh my gosh, that is way I'm I'm a person who can't handle that." Yeah, there is an option to hide and mute, so you can like mm-hmm. hide and mute their post. What I do is hide and mute all the stories that aren't the things that inspire me because sure. those are like the the entertaining parts, anyways. So. Right. True. Yeah, oh, that is so so good. I love it, <laughs> and like so glad you shared. It's not like oh, unconventional good. at all. It's perfect. So, (laughs) okay, good, good. Yes. Okay, Michelle, you're up next. Okay. So, I like to work in complete silence. Me too. I I can't have anything distracting me. However, there are certain things that happen background noise to where sometimes, like, it, it doesn't work that way. So, you need something to almost like numb out any of the other noise that would be happening, like the dogs barking or mm-hmm. street, yeah. you know, street yeah. traffic, things that are going on. So, I need to have something that is familiar, but not l- like obnoxious. Mm-hmm. So, I find acoustic covers of familiar songs. And I just have those on in the background. So think, and you can find probably acoustic covers for any genre that you like, but it will just be enough to where it will mute things. It'll be familiar enough to where you won't have to like really pay attention, Mm -hmm. but it'll, it'll be familiar to you to have on as background noise. So search out your favorite songs as acoustic covers. Ooh, I love that. That's such a good idea. I usually – I need to work in complete silence too. Like when I'm writing, when I'm working on some of the projects I have, I'm like, I 
wish I was that person that could I know. listen to music, like listen to a podcast. Like I was listening to Jenna Kutcher's Gold Digger podcast and she's like, I know a lot of you guys like to listen to this podcast while you work. I'm like, how do you do that? I'm I like, have no idea. I'm like, you're just, I mean, it's amazing information. I just need to be like sitting down and like, just like only listening to it. But the acoustic covers is a great idea because I think you could be doing stuff. I mean, not like yeah. mindless stuff, but you can be doing stuff and yeah. still be like, entertained and like drown it out because sometimes the silence is is, is loud too yes <laughs> yes oh my gosh that is so so fun you guys have the most fun favorites and again i think we could do a whole episode on what we're loving which i think i need to do this is so so sweet yay i love it i love it you guys are the best um i'm super super excited though as i keep saying because man y'all came out with a book you guys came out with a book that you co-authored. Like, let's just celebrate that. That's amazing. And it is one of my favorite books, truly. Um, Aww, that it means so much. Seriously. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, literally, it was so anointed and appointed by the Lord, I think, especially for this time. I've had so many of my friends um, just having some of these hard conversations about their work and about, you know, where God's called them. And I'm like, y'all, this book. So I'm really, really pumped to talk about it because – I know we have a lot of ladies listening, like we said earlier, that may find themselves in a position where they're really struggling to know, um, how do I work unto the Lord? What is my purpose? Mm-hmm. What is my position? What does my calling look like? And how do I do it in this get it done, kind of hurry, kind of culture we're in? So this book came out just a little bit ago, and I would just love to hear from one of you guys, whoever would like to share, just a little snippet of how you guys came to write She Works His Way. Obviously, you guys have had um, this ministry slash business for a bit now, but how it really came to fruition um, as a book in the last couple years. Summer, you want to jump in? Yeah, I, I'm, I was going to let you jump in on this one first. This <laughs> okay. is your baby. Uh, honestly, like... If you had 10 years ago, I probably would have wanted it to be a book at the beginning, but Mm, let me just encourage you like, oh, I am so grateful for God and his timing because the book is so much richer because of the conversations that we have had with hundreds and thousands of women from so many different walks of life, from so many different industries Mm. to where... I really do feel like even though Summer and I, our names are the ones that are on the cover, but truthfully, it could say by the She Works His Way community. Mm, That's so good. (laughs) Because we have truly, conversation has shaped the monologue form that the book exists in now. Mm, And it gets to kind of fill in the gaps of, you know how when you read a book and sometimes it makes you have more questions, I feel like part of the beauty of us writing the book delayed, if you will, is that we've been able to have the complete full conversation with so many different women that hopefully every chapter we get to address so many of the questions that would have been asked that would have been lingering without having the conversation Mm. so many times in so many different ways. And so, um, I, thought that it would be a book maybe someday. And really just, there was so much work to be done in the lives of the women that God had gathered here. Like, honestly, that dream kind of fell to the wayside because the harvest was plentiful and there was so much work to be done. 
And we had an acquisitions editor reach out to us and basically mm-hmm. say, have you ever thought about putting this mission in book form? Yeah. And I was like, well, I mean, we for sure, we've thought about it. And she really helped us. Uh, so shout out to Jennifer Dukesley. She really helped us and walked us she's through. Amazing. She's incredible. <laughs> um, but she walked us through everything and the timing seemed right. Summer was willing to write it with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we probably... We said yes to doing this. We signed the contract two months before the world shut down. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, And so if if the opportunity had come a couple of months later, uh, in my rational thinking, I probably would have been like, no, can't. Just started homeschooling. Just had so many other things come on the plate. Um, But truthfully, my kids being outside the door, while I would have thought, would have been a distraction. I think that it only made sure that every word that I wrote had more purpose. Wow. That's amazing. And, um, so I'm super grateful for the timing of the book, uh, for Mm -hmm. it to be able to exist in this format specifically because I think so much of the reach that we've had in the beginning decade of the ministry has been online. Mm -hmm. The book is really an opportunity to reach the woman who's not very connected online, but needs the same encouragement. And so that was probably the thing that made me the most excited about the book is that finally there is a way for us to be able to reach the woman that is not very Mm -hmm. connected online. And because we feel very burdened for her because we know that she struggles with the same things too. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And honestly, there's such a need for that, which I love that you guys touched on that because, you know, Honestly, for me, being someone who does a lot of stuff online, like reading the book was a good escape from the online world. Mm. <laughs> like reading a good book lately. I mean, I've always loved reading, but even just within the last year or two, I think just with life changing and things just happening, I just needed a way to slow down my mind. And like, yeah, it was filling it with words, but it just, it really took me away from my phone and gave me something else to do mm. that was arguably even better. Um, even though there's so much cool stuff on social media, there can be some awesome people. <laughs> on there. It was a really cool opportunity. And side note, love Jennifer. She was actually on my podcast. I had oh, so fun. Yeah, I had an episode with her go live just the other day. So I Sweet. man, she's she's incredible. I love getting to hear the timing of everything though. Like how this was a seed planted in your heart, like Michelle. I mean, summer probably too to some extent. Like you guys had this dream, but God's timing, which you guys speak a lot on in the book too. And mm-hmm. it's just beautiful because that's – it's literally an example of God's timing being so much better. Always. And I think and I think it's just been touching so many people right now because one of my friends in, in specific, just quick little testimonial, she's been really struggling with um, just online ministry and her job. She, it's not her main job, but it's something that she feels passionate about. But she's she really, really dislikes her day-to-day job. It's really mm-hmm. tough, but it's a necessary and beautiful job that God's put her in. And she was really struggling. And I was in the middle of the book. I'm like, okay, can you read this with me? I'm like, <laughs> I feel like this is perfect. And so it's been really, really cool to see how that intersects with so many different people's lives, which has been the awesome thing. But mm-hmm. um, I love, love, and appreciate you sharing that, Michelle. But um, She Works His Way, this awesome acronym that you guys use a lot. Um, I love that you guys have underlined the H in the acronym, mm. which stands for His Way, God's Way, which is the coolest. I actually don't think I noticed that until a little bit ago. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's underlined, <laughs> which is 
a huge point of She Works His Way. But um, one of the biggest themes in in the book um, that I read and honestly in your lives and ministry that I see even online um, is that the Christian life is really defined by another scale of success than what the world tells us. So Summer, I don't know if you want to speak to this, but mm-hmm. I was just wondering, you know, we're told by social media, we're told by self-help books that success is strictly defined by six figures, by <laughs> even maybe even the way you look at the gym. I know you guys have some personal stories about that mm-hmm. and working until our fingers bleed and staying up until 2 a.m. Um, but is there actually a different scale of success that God measures? And why is that just so much more supreme, you know? Mm. Oh, I would love to talk about that. I could talk about that all day long. <laughs> yes. Because we've been there and we've done it wrong and we measured ourselves with the wrong measuring stick mm. and it's exhausting. So in the book, I believe the one chapter that we have is success is obedience is basically mm, yeah. what we hope that you take away from that. And that's just meaning that God's in charge. He's the most, he's the biggest, he's the greatest, he's the most important, he's everything that we need. And so if we surrender our lives to a place where it is just about obeying him and not in one grand scheme, but in our day-to-day, minute-to-minute, hour-by-hour life, if we just walk in obedience, Mm -hmm. as scripture tells us to stay in Mm -hmm. step with the spirit in Galatians, right? If we do that, then we will find success and success by God's standards. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So when we hear that, it's hard for a lot of women because we're like, okay, so I hear what you're saying, just obey God and that'll be success. But what about this, this, and this? And how do I do that? And is there a three-step plan? And is there mm-hmm. whatever? Yeah, yeah. And so then we've got to come in and we've got to remind you what, and this is really the verse that we have just built. She works his way. Every ounce of it's like strategy is not the right word, but every ounce of everything that we do here kind of surrounds and it's Matthew six thirty three. Mm-hmm. but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So mm-hmm. our message here is constantly about order. And even at the beginning of she works his way, we had like on the front page of the website, God first, family second, work third. And that's how we were trying to help women understand. But then we realized that we could lose the second two and not because they're not important, because when God is first, when he is first, everything else falls into place exactly the way that it should be. So if our only job is to keep God first, we will find success in the areas of life that matter most. Instead of us trying to make sure that we're doing all the things that uh, matter most, we just keep God first and then he keeps the things that matter most in front of our face. He keeps Mm, our focus there. He keeps our hands busy with those and we don't have to worry about the rest of it. It's the amount of energy that we spend in all of the other places that overwhelm us. Um, We talk a lot about the word balance and 
and how absolutely mm-hmm. absurd it is. It implies <laughs> yeah. perfection. Mm, if you yeah. close your eyes and picture the word balance, you're going to picture like something that looks equal on all sides. Mm-hmm. And as a believer, it cannot be equal on sides. It must be God, greatest, God, most, God, biggest. And then mm. everything else falls in the place that it needs to fall. And the amount of energy we spend trying to prioritize our lives and order everything, we don't have to do that. We just surrender to God being big Mm. and God being most and everything else becomes what it needs to be. That's beautiful. I'm just nodding my head (laughs) in agreement over here because man, like I love how you guys pointed that specific chapter to success is obedience and and Mm. equating those two things. That's really um, the kingdom economy, which is Mm -hmm. so cool because man, as I'm Mm -hmm. learning more about the Lord, as I'm working on some other things myself and diving into the Bible and studying, I'm realizing that Jesus had such a different way of living. And that's why people were like, who is this guy when he came? They're like, he is not preaching what we thought. He doesn't look like what we thought, but he came to really turn everything upside down in the, in the coolest ways. And so yeah. I think yeah. when, when Summer, when you put it as like, honestly, it's just obedience, it sounds really simple. I'm not saying that obeying God is simple. It's Sometimes it's really tough and you really got to get in the nitty gritty. But I think if we're just, if we're overwhelmed, Mm-hmm. and consumed by the world's idea of success, we can really reorder it, like you said. Mm-hmm. And I love that you said we're debunking balance because mm-hmm. I – like, honestly, y'all, I mean, I don't know if you, – you guys probably felt the same way. I used to love the word. I used to think, I can achieve that balance. But, like, it, I never was able to, but I like mm-hmm. the idea. And then, like, as I've gotten yeah. older, I'm like, there's actually – it's no way. No. <laughs> No, it's, there's no way it's disappointing every time it's exhausting. And if you magically get it right one day, we'll enjoy it because it won't be that way again for a long time. So is that balance? If we, if we find balance in an hour of our day, is that really balance? It's not, it's a good hour. Like, that's that's what we got to remind ourselves of. That's super true. And I think that's inspiring for the women listening because I mean, we can say this over and over again and say your social media numbers don't define your success. Your physical fitness does not define your sec- success. Your your motherhood, whether you're, you're killing the game or not, doesn't mm-hmm. define your success. Um, but I think mm-hmm. this really puts it into perspective. And it's just one of those things I think, bottom line, we just need to believe. And mm-hmm. <laughs> what and- I love – Go ahead. Go Is ahead. it okay? I just want to clarify one thing too, because I think about telling women it's your obedience that is success, your obedience to God. And so then it leaves women feeling kind of like they're floundering. Like, well, okay, mm. what does obedience look like? Cause you might yeah. be new to your faith and you yeah. might be in your prayer going, okay, God, what is my obedience today? What do you want from me? And there's no audible voice that comes down and says, well, I want you to go do this, this, and this. Yes. And then you're like, okay, Summer, how did that work? Scripture tells us everything we need to know mm-hmm. to be obedient in our daily lives. And then God leads us to the places, to the people, to the situations, to the moments where right. those things that we're already doing that scripture has told us to do become the thing that creates the success that is the obedience. So meaning he tells us love God, love others. And he tells us to go and make disciples. So if we already know that that's obedience, that those are how God defines what an everyday life of a believer is supposed to look like. So if we spend every every single day loving God, loving others and making disciples, then in the little nooks and crannies of our personal life, using our own unique gifts and abilities, Mm, he's going to take those opportunities and he's going to show us exactly what the unique places are where we're supposed to 
obey him. But that is the general obedience yeah. that you're just never going to go wrong with. That's like, mm, you don't have good. to flounder. You just walk yeah. towards that. And then all of these other little beautiful opportunities using your passion and all of the things that light you up as an individual, he created you with those. Mm. And those things will come into play as you are making disciples, as you are loving people more wow. than you love yourself and as you're loving God most. Yes. It's, be- it's beautiful. I-, I love it. And I think that's the cool emphasis is that we all as Christians have like the same capital C call, you know, like we have the same um, call from the Lord as far yeah. as what we're supposed to do with our lives. But like, again, we can intersect that with the different unique passions, like you were saying, Summer, because we all have very different lives, you know, yeah. It's, yeah. it's very, very unique, but we all can, you know, just have that based upon what God says in his word, which I, I love that God's given us everything we need. Second Peter one, three, he's given us everything we need for life and godliness. Like, that's man, right. we yeah. just need to, we just need to tap into it. Right. So uh, I think that's so, so encouraging for me even. And I think, I know everyone listening can evaluate their own life and look, how am I defining success here and kind of just rework that. So so good. Appreciate you sharing that. Um, Michelle, I mm. was going to ask you another question too. And honestly, I maybe you have because I've read the book. And so I, maybe I'm just inferring a little bit here, but I know I've struggled with this and I've been actually getting a lot of questions. I had some people ask um, for like the new year. I'm like, okay, what do you want to hear on the podcast? There's actually a lot of questions about working and about and about um, success and all these things. So I'm like, it's the perfect timing. But um, I don't know if you've ever struggled with this, Michelle. I know I'm sure you both have, but for me, it's really easy to become prideful in my business, in my achievements, or even my social media status, because that's part of my of my life. And that's really a part of all of our lives to some extent, no matter if you call yourself an influencer or whatever the heck. Um, but I'm not saying that Michelle, I see you as a prideful person at all. I just think that we as human beings have this tendency. Uh, I think sometimes for some of us, it's easier. I know I've struggled with it in my life, but um, how has the Lord, if so, how has he really empowered you to fight pride, especially Mm -hmm. when we found success? Because again, success can look like, you know, like we talk about the worldly success actually in this case, like gaining that money, getting those Instagram followers. So if you've ever struggled with that, how has the Lord really helped you overcome it? And then instead actually put on humility, right? Which is the opposite. Oh, oh, honestly, probably this is one of the ugliest things I felt like I had to admit in the book and talk about is because Mm -hmm. it has been a struggle. Um, and I think what I saw firsthand is that when I did not fight against my pride and my pride won, pride fought against my kingdom impact. Hmm. And recognizing that if you do not intentionally fight against your pride, that it will likely come at a kingdom cost. That is the kind of thing that will drive you to pursue humility. And I think that I love the way that you acknowledge that of pursuing humility because Humility isn't something that we can just sit back and pray for. I'm not telling you don't pray for humility, but humility is something that we have to actively pursue. Right. And so I'll just give you a beautiful thing and I'm going to talk about her right now and she's going to get really uncomfortable. But um, (laughs) as in general, because human nature is bent toward pride, we do not gravitate toward mutual submission. Mm, which is something that the Bible talks to us a lot about, about 
confessing our sins to one another and about sharpening one another and building one another up and stirring Mm -hmm. one another up to love and good works. And this idea of practicing mutual submission, whether it is the idea of governing authorities or it's the idea of marriage or it's the idea of just submitting yourself to other believers and to the spiritual authorities that are in your life, like mutual submission, we're just really bad at it until we practice it, until we see the benefit of it, until we see its beauty. And then we recognize practicing mutual submission, elevating other people, building somebody else up instead of fighting for what's best for me or what I want or what will put me in the spotlight. But when I channel that ambition toward being ambitious toward what God will do through other people, toward Mm. seeing him and his power on display in the lives of other believers, that has been one of the easiest ways for me to see like I am just this little itty bitty tiny player in God's story. Mm. And I'm so grateful that I even get to be the tiniest part of it. But instead of seeing myself as the main character, I see God as the main character. And I see all of these other people that he's put in front of me that I get to support in their lives. And if you think about it, your life is set up to where you will have far more supporting roles than you ever get to be in the main light. And so I just would encourage you to, no matter how big your leadership grows, if you will pursue and do a killer job with the secondary support roles that God gives you in life, Mm -hmm. that will be one of the biggest blessings that will far outweigh anything that you could ever accomplish on your own. And so like, I want to be James, my my husband, I want to be his biggest champion. Mm -hmm. I want him to be able to do more for God because of the ways that I can support him behind the scenes, because Mm -hmm. of the way that I can encourage him, because of the ways that I can build him up to see the God-given potential and opportunity that exists in his life. I want to be able to do that for Summer. She's my best friend. She's my ministry partner. I want to be able to pull the things out of her that God has already put in side of her. I want to like shine a flashlight on them and illuminate Mm. them because sometimes we can get these spiritual blind spots in our own lives. And so to just be able to be that person that sees what God is doing in somebody else's life and spells it out, like I'm telling you, it is the most fulfilling. So if you Mm. are one and you have like what you would say is like, God has gifted me with ambition. Cause I talk about this sometimes, but ambition, it would grieve me to think that ambition was something that belonged to the world. Yeah. Like good. Like selfish ambition is awful. And it's why scripture warns us about it so much. But it is self that takes us in the wrong direction, not ambition. It's mm, good. And so we can't make ambition the enemy. But if you truly are the one that you're like, I have godly ambition, okay, you can test if it is godly ambition because again, if it is truly ambition from the Lord that he gives you, you will not just merely be ambitious for the things that he calls you to do. You will be ambitious for the things that he calls other people to do who are around you. Hmm. And so yeah. if you have that gift of ambition, don't just use it for yourself, but give that ambition away. Yeah, <laughs> give that right. ambition away to other people that he puts in your path because I feel so much more ambitious now for the people I see 
God's gifts in other people. Now, I want to see those more clearly than I simply see maybe something that he's gifted me in or a way that he's positioned me to be able to do something. I want to be able to be that voice, to be able to be that encouragement, to be able to be that support for somebody else. And so practice mutual submission and build somebody else up every time you get the chance and build somebody else up far more often than you build anything in your own name for your own platform. Man, that's good. You know, honestly, the chapter that you wrote on that was the most challenging for me. And it was the most eye-opening in in a way because it was just something that I had never thought about, which is weird to admit, but I love how it honestly puts everything in perspective, meaning the proper perspective. Because when I was reading that, when even when you were just talking now, I'm like, yeah, it's not all about me. Like <laughs> that's what like the main thing that was blaring in my head. It was like, it's not about me. And in a way, it's really not about, you know, those people that you are mutually submitting to. It's about the Lord. Mm -hmm. But then when we can, you know, just really shift the focus off of ourselves onto other people and see how God's using them, it like honestly just kind of forces us in the best way, you know, to put on that humility. And I think some people like for me, I'm like, well, I just don't really want to. I just I just don't really want to go cheer her on or it's taking time away from me and the things I'm doing in my life if I have to go over and submit to her, if I have to go over and build her up. Because I, I just don't got time for that, right? Like that's a feeling and a thought I've had. I'm going to be super honest. But I think it's one of those learned things. Michelle and I did a Instagram conversation, an Instagram live before Christmas and I remember her talking about this a little bit and how it's just a learned thing that we honestly just kind of have to, sounds bad, but to force ourselves to do. Mm -hmm. And then like you were saying, Michelle, I was encouraged by that. Then you will be so fulfilled and you Mm -hmm. will be so encouraged and your eyes will be so open by what God does when you do that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's hopeful to keep in the back of your mind, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's something that we can work towards, you know? Yes. Practice it. Yes. Yes, totally. I honestly think that is a game changer and that is what I've been just trying to tell people lately. I think ever since reading the book and then just um, just spending more time with the Lord is like just shift the focus off yourself, mm-hmm. you know, yes. and then get out and do and serve because really that's what we tell people when we tell them to get plugged into a church. That's what we tell people to do. But it's not only just something that God calls us to. It's like a really practical way and it calls us to fight pride and instead mm-hmm. put on humility because honestly, there's a lot of characteristics. I say this a lot, but I think humility is one of the biggest um, defining characteristics that we should be known for mm-hmm. um, as believers because that really yes. um, is, I think, is a stumbling block for all of us, whether <laughs> whether we admit it or not. But uh, amazing. I'm, I'm so thankful you shared that. I know I've had actually a few questions about that because I realize I'm not alone. Mm. <laughs> we're, strugg- we're all struggling with this. But so thanks, Michelle. Um Y'all, as we wrap up, I, again, could talk to you guys for hours, and it's (laughs) so sweet to be able to hear the heart behind everything that you guys are doing. Um, Such a a sweet, sweet duo here. But as we wrap up, I would love to hear maybe your guys' best piece of advice or pieces of advice, Um, honestly, to the girl, to the woman listening to this, whether she feels like she needs to get it all done, to the girl who maybe feels like she needs to catch up to someone else's life because hers looks more glamorous than mine. Hers is more curated on the Instagram feed, Um, especially with it being a new year. Sometimes that that really plays a role into it, feeling the need to hustle um, and measure up. What would you say to them? Um, What advice would you encourage them? And maybe Summer, do you have something mm-hmm. that you would you would say to that? Yeah. I'm going to loan you guys my phrase for 2022. 
Yes. Okay. (laughs) I'm here for it. So I've never been a gal who could do a word of the year or anything because my word becomes a different word two weeks in. I just don't (laughs) – I change my mind a lot. This phrase has stuck around. It stuck around for most of 2021, so I feel really, really excited about the fact that it's probably going to be here for a while. And that phrase is lower your expectations. And I believe that this is – biblically powerful in our lives. This is the way that we move the gospel forward. This is the way that we are reflecting Jesus in our everyday life. This is how we get to love people really, really well. This is going to increase your grace and your patience. Mm. This is going to allow the fruit of the spirit to develop and then to be seen inside of you as a human being. And that's because... If you lower your expectations for other people, you are acknowledging that you are a part of a broken world where sin is there, where people Mm. are hurting, where nothing is going to be perfect, where believers mess up and where non-believers cannot be expected to act like believers. So why we get in such a frenzy (laughs) over them behaving the way they do, I will never understand. Yeah. (laughs) And then in return... When you lower your expectations for everybody else, that's going to that's going to make you feel like you can lower your expectations for yourself. People always told me to lower my expectations for myself because I have high standards. I'm a driven person. I'm very ambitious. Mm-hmm. I always thought that if I wasn't the one to keep myself on track, then who would, right? Like right. I have to make sure I hang on and I go above and beyond because if I let myself go, like nobody else is going to hold me to that standard, right? Yeah. So I found that in lowering my expectations for other people, I've become more gracious with myself. Mm. And it makes sense. It makes total sense because everybody told told me to be gracious with myself first. But what does scripture tell us all over it? Everybody else first. So why don't I practice the grace outside of me first? And I guarantee you it'll probably transform the inside of me next. And so that's what I did. I have lowered my expectations (laughs) for the world. And you know what, guys? I've not been disappointed yet. It's so much easier. That's so good. That's so good. (laughs) I love it. And it puts that grace in perspective. I'm even thinking of people that I need to give more grace to and lower my expectations in that way. And I think that's such a good challenge. I'm literally (laughs) thinking of – it's actually my husband, spoiler alert. I (laughs) These are the people that you're closest with, right? It and always is. And, yeah. you're, and you're with day to day, because we, especially we both work from home. And I'm like, man, like there's just some things and I get too uptight about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, that is so, so good, Summer. I'm so going to I'm gonna steal that. I'm going to steal Yay. that. All right. If I make if I make T-shirts, I'll send you one, Tara. Okay? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to wear it around. People are going to be so confused, but it's going to be amazing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's a great conversation starter. <laughs> Literally. Okay, Michelle, what you got for us? So... Luke 5, 15 and 16 talks about how people, the word started to spread about Jesus and great crowds would gather to hear him and to be healed from their sicknesses. But then the next verse says, but he would often withdraw from the crowd Mm. to pray. And I think that it is so easy. So if we're talking about the woman that feels like she needs to catch up and to do more or to be more in this new year, please remember that the man with the greatest mission of all time, who would never mess up, who would minister perfectly, he often withdrew from the crowd. 
And if you do not take time to withdraw from the crowd, the crowd will probably start leading you more than God is leading you. Wow. So take your time to withdraw from the crowd and notice that it doesn't say withdraw from the crowd to self-care, withdraw from the crowd (laughs) to like have alone time. It said that he would withdraw from the crowd and pray. And so when you withdraw from the crowd, what you get to replace that with is you get to replace that with time with the father. And there is nothing that will grow your ministry more than your faith growing. And your faith will not grow if your walk with the Lord personally is not growing. And so if you want to do more for the Lord, know him more. And if you're going to know him more, you have to spend time with him more. And if you are going to spend time with him in a noisy world, you have to withdraw from the crowd. Mm, wow. Amen. Wow. So, so good. Mm, I've go been reading. I love it. <laughs> Y'all hype that up. That is so, so, so good. I love that. You know, some people say, oh, well, Jesus rested. And sometimes I feel like it's, I mean, it's true, but sometimes I feel like that's an excuse we use. But you're like, no. What, what does Jesus do every time he withdraws? He mm-hmm. spends time with the Father. He's intentional about, mm-hmm. about that that's time. Right. And this is something that I think we all need to hear. I mean, you're listening to this podcast on your phone or your computer, which I'm really thankful you're listening, by the way, everyone. Um, but like we, it just shows we have these devices on us all the time. And if we're pouring into other things, um, like you said, we're just going to be le- left empty. Um, and so I think being really intentional on how we withdraw, mm-hmm. I think is important. It might hurt because you're like, oh, I feel like I'm missing out. I feel like I need to stay in the loop. But it's really going to benefit us more than any feelings of missing out, right? Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, so good. Y'all have so much wisdom. It is so, so fun to be able to talk to you guys. And side note for everyone listening, we're going to talk about where you can find the book in just a second because you guys need to read it if you have not already read it. But these women know their Bibles, okay? And that is why – and that's another reason why I was so excited to have them on on the podcast because that's something so important to me, So something so important to the Lord. Um, and so if you are looking for a book that is not fluffy <laughs> but that actually like gets to what – Jesus's heart is for all of this. This is this is for you. But okay, so as we wrap up, I would love um, if you guys could share where they can first find the book, where they can buy the book, and then also where they can keep up with you guys personally, but also with She Works His Way um, online because there's a lot of goodies there too. Yes. Uh, so the book is available anywhere you like to purchase books. And so if you are an Amazon Prime girl, you can buy it and it'll be there for you in two days. You can also go to sheworkshisway.com slash book. And that lists all of the retailers that it's available And so you can find the retail link of your choice, as well as there are some free gifts and some easy ways to be able to get connected and plugged in with us. Also, if you just want to read chapter one as a free gift from us, if you go to sheworkshisway.com and just browse for about 30 seconds, you should find a very quick, easy link to be able to download and read chapter one. So Mm -hmm. if you want to be able to see, is this a book that I would finish? Because that's how I am. I would love to be able to know, okay, what is chapter chapter one actually like so that I can know if this is a book that I have the margin for right now, then you don't even have to buy the go and get chapter one as our free gift Mm. for you. And we would love to be able to just encourage you in that way. Um, but sheworkshisway.com is really the best place to be able to stay plugged in and connected with us. You can follow She Works His Way on Instagram. That's our favorite of all the social media platforms. Uh, but just to kind of talk to you a little bit of of an example of what it might look like to withdraw from the crowd. We are there uh, one day a week. And so we post 
about, I don't know, four or five times mm -hmm. on Tuesdays. And for us, that is a great way for us to be able to minister to all of the women that need this message. But as the ministry itself and the network of women that we minister to has grown and we have responsibilities at home and to our local churches, the way that we have been able to make sure that we are serving well the women who are here is to be able to have one day where we're really plugged in and connected on social media. And then we have the rest of the week to really pour into the women that are in our network. And so it's not like we only do the ministry of She Works His Way once a week. We only do the public social media part once a week. And it's for the purpose of being able to have more intentional time with the women that are in the network. Um, yeah. So that is if, but our DMS are always open. Mm -hmm. And so even if we are not posting, you can always shoot us a DM. We would love to be able to get to know you to answer any of the questions that you have about the ministry. So, so good. You'll have a lot to look up and, and mm -hmm. find out. I, I think it's so intentional. We can learn so much from you as an example, but I will have everything linked below as well as where you can find the book because you will not regret reading it. I am so excited that I get to call you guys friends and mm -hmm. also fangirling that we're talking <laughs> because I love this book and I, and I love everything you guys are doing. So thank you so much for being here. You guys are amazing and I'm so blessed by everything you're doing. Just want to cheer you on and um, just build you up in that way because God is so cool and your obedience to him is so awesome. So thank you. Thank right you. Right back at you, friend. Oh my goodness.